Well, hey, everyone, and welcome to episode number 29 Nine. of The Other Six Podcast. My name is Chad Boak, and I'm your host. Joining me once again in the studio, my co-host and the owner of Montgomery's hottest new restaurant downtown. It is a taxidermy-themed buffet called No Thanks, I'm Stuffed. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Matt Collins. You've got to stop. I mean, you've got to stop, man. Matt, how are you today, sir? I'm good. That one got him. Uh, That's good. And joining us again in the studio today, our lead pastor, Adam Bishop. Adam, how are you, sir? Do you know who the most famous number 29 is in all of sports? I do not. Since it's our 29th episode. I'm I'm just throwing this out. Does anybody know? Uh, 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 Most famous number 29, John Smoltz. Okay. Atlanta Brave. His his number is retired now and hangs proudly at Truist Park. And for those of you who aren't Braves fans, he's the guy who's broadcast on Fox when they do the World That's Series right. games. That's right. Yep. John Smoltz. He's a believer. Oh, yeah. He's a strong Christian, great guy, uh, number 29. So yep. that just came to my mind. Yep. And whatever on earth you talked about was like... <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say, man. <laughs> that whole thing. Yeah. That whole thing. You got me real good on that it's, one. It's, it's too much. It's too much. I, I can't handle it. I can't handle it. Our heads are falling off. I mean, we, we got to have a line at some point where yeah. we draw it. I'm drawing that line right now. Yeah. So speaking of John Smoltz, I remember when they used to bring him in as a closer and they would play the Imperial March as he walked in. That was always my oh favorite my thing. That is so, what you would remember. Yeah, that's what I remember. Yeah, he, yeah. he was a great closer and a starting Pitcher, yeah, so yeah, yeah not amazing, many can say amazing that. pitcher. Sorry, I take us down a yeah, no worries. Trail. And we have a special guest here with us today in the studio, our next generation's pastor, Justin Daniel. Justin, how are you today, sir? I'm, I'm doing great. I know nothing about baseball, so I'm just <laughs> nodding. Do you know anything hey, about taxidermy? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Little, yeah. <laughs> oddly enough, yes, yes. Oddly yes. Enough. <laughs> well, we're glad you're here with us today. So, I mean, gentlemen, let's uh, let's talk about our, our week and our weekend. How, how was uh, Justin? We'll start with you. How was your weekend, buddy? Oh man, weekend was great. Uh, li- little tired. Uh, but man, we uh, we went to Winter Jam and it was absolutely incredible. Okay. Uh, there was a, a lot of different bands. We took a handful of students up to Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, we we just man, it was just incredible as far as the the time we got to spend with each other. And I got to hear just a ton of bands that honestly I've never heard of. <laughs> okay. Wait, but, wait, wait. Uh, Skillet was there. You've heard of him? Oh, uh, what? Yeah. Them. But them. Not him. I, I, <laughs> but that was the only band that I was like 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 really yeah. familiar with. But there was all these all the all the like teenage girls were excited about Colton Dixon and. Okay. Oh, oh yeah, the yeah. American Idol. He, yeah, the, the American, American Idol, Idol guy. Was yeah. he really an American yeah, Idol? Yeah, he did it mm-hmm. twice. Okay. Uh, and didn't did he win, win either the, time? No, he won okay. the last time. The other He's kid, the, the uh, teenage I was there, by the way. So okay. I went yeah. as, a, as a He was a teenage a girl. Yeah. 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 I, I get to be a chaperone yeah. now. I'm in that season of life where... Um, for years, I did student ministry, and now I get to go as a dad since Sam's in the student ministry. It was awesome. Man, it, it was it really— was awesome. Who's the kid um, in that movie, A Week Away? Uh, what is his name? Uh, the lead—Quinn's the, the last name. We'll, we'll find it out. So he sings in the movie, okay. and um, he was there singing on stage. And so, like, the teenage girls lost their mind. So this is the movie, A Week Away, uh-huh. that I showed on a Sunday night to right. students that your daughter can't stand. <laughs> I nearly hates, yeah. So every time I see Lena, I pull up a song on my phone the <laughs> and play it, and she just glares at me, and it's amazing. <laughs> Great. But it's such it's a really good movie, and Lena, we're praying for her. That that she'll she'll come it. around. But um, that kid that plays the lead role in the movie was there singing? Yeah. And so, uh, and then this artist named KB. Yeah. Okay. Dude, KB. He brought the Dude. house down. Yeah. Man. By the way, yeah, I thought yeah. that by far he was. Oh yeah. He had. Yeah. He had that entire way. arena. Just. I mean, he's a lot like Jumping. Cray. Yeah. And yeah. man, it was awesome. Look, yeah. Okay. So good. He so uh, he good. did a, an event that I was doing. I I didn't open up for him. I was the next night, but I came there, and I mean, 
it, the roof was like it looked like it was snowing because it was hitting so hard. Wow, he did yeah. a great job. That's yeah. awesome. It was intense. And here's the thing: what was crazy is when when I saw Skillet or knew that Skillet was going to be there, uh, I was like, ah, oh, those guys are old. Like, there's no way in the world that they. <laughs> I, I was about to say that that band has been around since like I saw I was them a teenager. I was in eighth yeah. grade last time I saw Skillet. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, wow! Yeah, and, uh, but he doesn't look like he's aged at all. No, like, no and like, they still have it. Like I mean, okay. when I'm telling you, when those pyrotechnics went off and we were like all the way in the back, I about wet myself. Like, <laughs> I, was, I mean, like it was just. I thought the building was coming down. <laughs> <laughs> they have more energy than all of us combined. Yeah, yeah. probably all of the other. People, Torin Wells was there, yeah, yeah. and then Wells, Tim yeah, Tebow spoke. Did. Yeah, that was so, actually uh, really, how, how was that? He yeah. did great. He did fantastic. Incredible. Wow. Great. Absolutely incredible. Yeah, he grew up as a missionary's kid, right? So he told a lot of stories about that. Shared the gospel. It was fantastic. Wow. Um, so it was a really fun night, and to see eight thousand people in an arena yeah. after the last oh, two years, yeah, I mean that was that's really cool. cool. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. really cool. And then last week I was at a pastors' conference in Orlando, and then there's five thousand pastors at this conference. Okay. So I got to be with 5,000 people all week, and then I got to be with 8,000 teenagers Saturday night. I'm officially declaring COVID over. There we go. Right? Yeah. Because people are now at a place where they want to be together. There's a there's an energy that was not there before. Right, yeah. Because nobody will ever take that stuff for granted again. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of fired up about this because... Have we not, for the last six months, watched a bunch of stadiums be full? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I, mm-hmm. I remember Super Bowl. It was full. Yeah. 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 College football, go dogs. It was full. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got we, we won the national championship. I don't know if I mentioned Brave, that. Brave stadium. Uh, so can we <laughs> not win? fill up stadiums again, arenas again, in the name of Jesus? That's right. Yes, we can. Yeah. And it's happening. Oh, and the man. people who are there are leaning forward. They're more excited than ever. I mean, these pastors that were down there last week, they are ready to go. Yeah. So to hear the kingdom collectively say, let's go, it's about time. That's so, awesome. um, you know, this is kind of the two-year anniversary of the two-week shutdown. And so I'm a little fired up that really? we're at wow. this place right now. And yeah. so last week just got me fired up at a whole at a whole new level, but it was a lot of fun. And then I didn't know this until we got there. That, that not only you're just talking about here in Skillet in the eighth grade, I used to go to Winter Jam as a high school kid. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, Sam, I, I've been to this before. You know, I didn't understand that it was the same Winter Jam until we got there. But new song, Eddie Carswell, Billy Goodwin, Rusty, yeah. like those guys are kind of behind all. They're the brainchild behind all of this. And so to hear that they've got this tour, <clears throat> I think they were hitting up 30 or 40 the, cities. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. We were like awesome. 27th yeah. or 28th. So they're going all over the country with this. And so mm-hmm. there is a movement of God's people that's happening that you're not going to hear about on any of your favorite news outlets. But God's people are gathering again. They're excited again. They're passionate again. And we're going to start to see the fruit of that over the next three to six months. That's and really so, good. And so, you know, know these guys are going all over the country. They're only charging 10 bucks. <clears throat> wow. Yeah. Because they're trying to make sure everybody can come. And so, you know, if, if you haven't yet gotten back around God's people at a church service, at a concert, at a conference, whatever. Like, you need to take that step yeah. because there is an energy that's there now that wasn't there before. Wow. So um, I know you were asking him about his weekend, but I just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I just decided yeah. to jump in Y'all's there. weekends were intertwined up it, there at Winter Jam, huh? It was good, man. Yeah. It was really good. A lot of fun. And the fact that we got back super late, 
on the night that the time, <laughs> time changed. changed. Oh, yeah. I mean, it really didn't matter because, you know, we'd, it had been it had been that kind of experience. Right. Where maybe a few years ago, I would have gone and been like, all right, you know, that's cool. We saw a few bands. It was not no. like that. Yeah. No, they felt different. The, the energy. And what I loved about it, too, was the fact that every band coming out there on stage, man, they were... They were hitting. They were hitting topics and talking to kids from the stage. Mm, like yeah. it wasn't just about the music. Um, they yeah. were hitting things like anxiety, depression. They were. I mean, they were declaring, "Hey, look, this this COVID thing." They've gone well, through the last let's two years. Let's just be honest. Well. Like yeah, they right, haven't yeah. gone. They haven't yeah. been able to connect with yeah. people. and They're going to take every advantage yeah. of that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and just the. Uh, it was just really exciting to see them proclaim the, the, the message of Christ through, I mean, every band had a part of that and it was building wow. all the way yeah. up to Tim Tebow. Like it wasn't one thing where, hey, now we're just going to share Jesus. Yeah. Every single band. Um, yeah. In fact, when we when we rolled out, uh, <laughs> Skillet was doing an encore and what's the, what's the lead singer's name? John, I think it's John, John Cooper. Cooper. John, I might John, be wrong. Like, yeah, he no, you're stopped, right. He, like before the encore, he was like, we left in the middle and he was going for about 15 minutes long before the band came back out and it was <laughs> already 10 o'clock at night like and you're going man like i like they were just really fired up to be communicating with kids That's and, awesome. and it, it was just it was really really you can impactful tell those guys will never take that for granted no. again no. yeah no but maybe before they'd have just seen it as one more night on the tour they're authentic they're pouring out their heart right. there's just an energy that wasn't there before i want to be on that one like i don't think and an artist if they're worth anything weight and gold they're they're not going to take that for granted because that is how you connect with people well, because right. like i mean think about all the stuff when we were locked down you're doing digital stuff and it just wasn't the same right. it didn't matter mm -hmm. how like you can pay <laughs> 20 bucks for a, a digital concert and it wasn't the same when was the last time you felt energy in a large room right Right. Yeah. Like, yep. when was the last That's time? Right. Like, that was what human yeah. connection. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Kevin Quinn is his name. Kevin Quinn, it finally popped back into my head. So this kid that's in the musical A Week Away, okay. he oh, is now okay. also, <laughs> I was like, where are you going? <laughs> he's also a Christian recording artist. Okay. And um, sang a few, they were good songs. Yeah. So um, that's cool to see because I know the guy that produced that movie, and he's a really strong believer. And so I was curious about the cast and kind of where they were with their faith. But knowing that, that this guy, you know, he played the role in the movie, but he's also like walking with the Lord, you know, off the set. And now yeah. he's got this Christian recording a career that's kind of been launched. So yeah. I was, yeah. that was cool to see as well. Super talented. So um, it was great. Well, good. Well, I'm glad you guys had a good time. Matt and I, speaking of <laughs> gatherings, yeah. Matt and I had a good time being adopted by the uh, women's, women's ministry conference. Friday night <laughs> at, our, at our women's conference, our Better Together Women's Conference. Yeah, we uh, crashed the women's night. That's right. Matt was leading worship. I was there helping with a few other things. And uh, man, talk about another place where there was a ton of excitement and momentum. Oh and Morgan, gosh. your wife did an incredible job uh, leading that. I laughed so hard yes. at that panel of women. They were yes. hilarious. They yeah. did such a good job, and they brought so much just uh, wisdom to it as well. I mean, I think it's one of the greatest events we've ever had at our church. It, it was amazing. Wow. And I heard you guys killed it on the worship team. Absolutely. I mean, well, we were just happy to be there. Like, again, like I'm just saying, like anytime that we get a room full of people and be able to sing and hear yeah. voices again— Great. And good call having Joya and Anita there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> feel a little awkward. Yeah. I did point that out, though, from the yeah. stage. All <laughs> over social media. I mean, clearly we weren't there, um, but all over social media, what I what I saw, um, and then at church on Sunday, I mean, that yeah. that was all anybody was talking about. Yeah. You know, no offense. You did an awesome job. No, no, no. no, yeah, yeah. no. We'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know. I'm I'm super proud of Morgan. Um, she's a she's a phenomenal leader. Mm. Um, you know, she's not just the quote unquote pastor's wife. Like she's right. standing yeah. her own two feet without That's me cool. any day of the week. Um, <laughs> but what good leadership from her to have 
a panel of women yeah. who are Vaughn Forest. And we, mm-hmm. we talk about this sometimes as a team. Vaughn Forest Church is not a building. Vaughn Forest Church are the people. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what makes Vaughn Forest Church special. That's what drew me to Vaughn Forest Church. Yeah. I, I didn't know the Lord's plan for my life was to plant roots in Montgomery, Alabama. Right. Um, that, that was not on my radar. But being around these people, it connected my heart to this church and now I happen to live here because of this church. Right. Mm-hmm. So this church is great because of the people. And so for Morgan to have some of those women who we all know, and one of the things that's fascinating about being a pastor is you take for granted that some of the people we know in our church family don't know one another. That's right. right? Yeah. So many times we find ourselves introducing people and we're like, oh, you guys would be friends right away. And and so the women who are there, like that's a great picture of who Vaughn Forest is, and for them to provide, you know, the guidance and and the in, inside. And you said it was funny. I mean, we were, oh, it was, it was we were texting yeah. back and forth yeah. during, during yeah. the event. And Chad's giving me like real time updates. And, um, <laughs> so what a great night! Yeah. And um, there's some new life groups that are being launched yeah. out of that for for women in our church. And men, we haven't forgotten about you. We've got some things uh, in April, you know, mm-hmm. that we're going to be we're going to start promoting probably here in the next few weeks. We'll get on the other side of spring break, mm-hmm. and we'll start promoting that and we're going to have a night uh, for men yeah. in April and it's going to be awesome night. for that as well yeah. <laughs> and uh, I don't think I don't know it won't be the same format in fact it's a totally different right. format but um, yeah so fun weekend we got to do the the uh, the concert we had the women up here and then the two of you with the women just kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> But a lot of good things happen. Well, yeah, and, and I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention uh, Saturday morning when I got to help out Hardy Sellers with the half marathon here in town. And uh, so you, for those of you that don't know Hardy, our administrative pastor, he, during his leisure time, uh, he's the race director for the half marathon. And I woke up 4.30, uh, 4.30 a.m. Saturday morning. And it was like in the low 30s with Why? like a 25 mile per hour wind. It was cold. And gentlemen, I was reevaluating my friendship with Hardy. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Uh, but you got to shoot the gun, right? I got to shoot, shoot the starting gun. You better gun have that early. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Out of this. It was like the old school cartoons where the little flag comes out. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'll tell you, the funniest part was about two, or excuse me, about five minutes before the race started, there was nobody at the starting line. Hardy yeah, gets it's on four o'clock like in the morning. It's like our worship service. <laughs> That's right. Like five minutes before the service starts. And then, Where's everybody at? And then, just like our worship service, right about a minute out, it was like out of the Everybody's woodwork. Here. Everybody yeah, showed right. up. So, oh, there uh, we are. Okay. But no, man, what an incredible weekend! I mean, all these different events happening, you know, in our community, happening in our church, happening with our student ministry, uh, and then you know, this past Sunday we had the opportunity to kick off yeah. a brand new series called Replenish. And Justin, you had you did a great job kicking off this new series, Replenish. And so I kind of just want to start there and kind of kind of dive into it. And I'll open up, you know. Uh, the question to the table, and uh, so what? What is the idea behind this replenish series? Why are we doing this series, and why are we calling it replenish? I think we all want to be replenished at all times, but I, I think part of what we're doing this year with our teaching series is we're speaking into the last two years. Sure. So yeah. you know, we, we've talked <clears throat> about how can we keep being a light. You know, we've talked about obviously parenting mm-hmm. and the challenges, and then you know we're all looking for that replenishment at a soul level. Yeah. coming out of the last two years. And so we just wanted to speak to that, what God's sure. Word has to say about that. Yeah, I, you know, even even culturally right now, I mean, like, y- you think about it, we live in a very treat-yourself society, right? Like, everybody's wanting, like, treat yourself. Treat yourself. <laughs> treat yourself, you know. Is that how you're supposed to say that? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. exactly yeah. how you're supposed to say that. Treat yourself. The guy who works for the teenagers knows all the cool things. <laughs> that's that right. Well, the teenagers don't think they're that cool, but no. <laughs> <laughs> when I, you say that, they just look at you weird. Yeah, they just look at you weird. Yeah, so the, the treat-yourself culture, um, and, and and not just that, but the uh, this this idea of self, um, what is it, like, not, not self-help, but but 
self uh, care, self care. Yeah. Yeah. You know, taking care. I mean, everybody's into to self care and reading books and stuff like that. So I think it really even speaks to not just the believer, but the somebody who's searching for something to replenish them. You know? Right. Yeah. Right. Do you think that there is a uh, there's a some folks aren't doing that though, and they should be. Do you think this whole idea of like you know trying to take like have soul care, and keep yeah, going? yeah, just burying your head and not not stopping to really take the opportunity to replenish yourself? Do you do you guys see that in our culture today? Oh yeah. I mean, I see it in the mirror every morning. <laughs> so, you know, that's my wiring. You know, I'm going to lower my head and keep my feet moving. Yeah. Like a fullback that's, you know, running old school, you know, plays in yeah. a football game. Like, I, I'm just going to keep going. I'm going to keep grinding. Yeah. And there are times in our lives where that's kind of what you have to do. Sure. Yeah. The problem is if you start down that path and there's no break in it, you will wake up one day and you'll be like, I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm you know, physically out of shape, I'm spiritually out of shape, I'm emotionally out of shape. And, you know, then it's like, how do I get replenished? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I've, I've made that mistake multiple times in my life. Uh, those of us who are a little bit more driven tend to make that mistake over and over again. So how do you continue to be who God called you to be, get mm-hmm. some things done, but not get to that point? Sure. Sometimes we use the word burnout. We'll, we'll talk about mm-hmm. different terms like that, you know. So, you know, the idea here is how do you stay replenished along the way? Mm -hmm. Um, And God actually put some mechanisms in place that if we will just simply cooperate with those, Mm. we will be replenished. Mm. And so that's kind of what we're trying to do in the series is see what those are and then see how we can sync our life up with them. Mm -hmm. Well, I I think you already answered this, but, you know, I I just want to clarify. So why do you feel that? People need replenishment right now. Why do you think so many folks are in need of that? Last two years. Yeah. <laughs> last two years. Right. Yeah. Last two years. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't remember when I said this. Um, in fact, y'all told me earlier today I said <clears throat> something a few months ago that I didn't remember I'd said. So, <laughs> so I, I do that every day. Team, you know? I, can, I can be all over the place. But um, pre-COVID, it would have been commonplace to say some of us are going through some difficult seasons some of us are going through some fun seasons mm. you know you kind of had to hit all the things um i'd never gone through anything none of us had ever gone through anything that literally leveled the playing field for everyone right so we can now say with assurance we've all gone through the last two years and it's been hard on all of us mm. even if you've had good things happen in the two years and yeah. we've, we've all had good things happen sure as well. yeah. but we've never gone through such a life-altering event that took so long without any type of clarity so we are all in need of multiple things in our life and i think that's part of the message that we really want to get out here at bond force church is that if you feel that way you're not the problem right yeah. It's not like you're doing something wrong and all these other Christians are doing it right. Mm. No, we're all feeling that. So what we're going to all try to do now is lean on God, lean on God's Word, and lean on each other as we move forward into the future. So the worst thing that could happen is for COVID to be behind us, but the things that happen to us in COVID stay with us. Right. Yeah. So how do yeah. we replenish? This is just one piece of it. Yeah. You know, there's multiple things, but replenishing our soul is needed for all of us right now because the last two years have been hard. Right. Yeah. It, yeah, and that's why I think it takes a lot of a lot of honesty because you know again we go on social media and we've talked about this a little bit we look at uh, the best outward face that some others present and it takes a high level of honesty I think for us to admit like yeah I I'm in need of that I'm in need of that replenishment I need to make I need that in my but life but I think that people are going to feel a new level of freedom to speak more openly about this now yeah. we saw that at the concert yeah these yeah. artists out there they're talking openly about 
some of their struggles over the last two years. Right. And everybody's nodding. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. you're not alone. You're not the only one. And so maybe coming out of this, we can lose a little bit of that facade yeah. and, you know, speak a little bit more openly about just some things that, you know, we struggle with from time to time. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So we said our big idea for this series uh, was that, and I wrote this down because I want to make sure I get this right, is that we live our lives from the inside out, but our lives are managed from the outside in. Can, can you guys unpack that statement for me a little bit, that we live our lives from the inside out, but our lives are managed from the outside in? Yeah, you know, I think, uh, you know, living our lives from the inside out, I, I think it's one of those things where, like, our heart is the wellspring of life. That's what Scripture described, and everything flows downstream from that. But on the other end, there are habits that we can do, you know, outside of, you know, our, our hearts that help um, that help keep our hearts healthy so mm. that what flows downstream is are good, godly things. You know, mm. it's it's refreshing. It's It, it recharges you. And so um, those th- those things are, are managed with our, our daily habits. Uh, the, and, and here's the thing. You, t- you take good things in, you get good things out. You mm. take, you take, you know, things that aren't healthy in, um, it, it weighs on your heart in different ways. It's heavy. Uh, it, you, you, you carry burdens, you, you know, none of that, but you, you even treat people differently. Right. Mm, and so, yeah. uh, you know, I, I think, I think there's something to establishing these habits. And even you talked about cooperating with the, these, uh, set things that God has had in place that allow for us to experience a healthy soul. When we get those things straight, it helps make sure our heart is healthy. Yeah. It's kind of that principle of sowing and reaping, right? That, yeah. that when you sow the good things into your life and the healthy things into your soul, then that's what you reap out of that process. Uh, yeah. Okay. So what, you know, talking about this keeping yourself healthy, your soul healthy, what um, what are some practical ways that we can replenish um, our souls and keep them healthy with that? I think we, we've got to be mindful of our rhythm. You know, yeah. I like manage. If you don't manage your life, something or someone else will manage it for yeah. you. Yeah. Right? yeah. Good so morning routine. proactive yeah. in the way we approach our day and the way we approach our rhythm. We don't say yes to everything. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, let's have a discussion before we commit to one more thing right. you know, as a family. So I think that's the, you know, you just got to be mindful of your rhythm. And then, you know, what what are you placing in that rhythm that is now a non-negotiable? What I see mm-hmm. so many times as a pastor, and I know you all see it as well, are the things that people place in their lives as non-negotiables have nothing to do with God, His Word, or His people. Mm. The things that are centered on God, you know, his word and his people are, are seen as optional. So it's the family that, you know, their kids are involved in sports or extracurricular activities. And, you know, they're going to be at that no matter what. We'll get we'll get to church when we can. Right. Uh, we'll catch up online when we can. I'll get my kid connected in the student ministry when I can. And, and so what happens is there's an inverted, inverted priority that mm-hmm. are happening there. Well, we see this all the time. Eventually, where that lands you is probably in marriage counseling mm-hmm. or probably your kid getting hooked up with some, you know, addiction specialist or whatever. We've just—Satan is not creative. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. He's just relentless. So if he can get people to kind of sync up things that have nothing to do with God with their rhythm and abandon the things that would keep them close to God with their rhythm, then that's kind of step one, mm-hmm. you know? So— Again, a weekly rhythm. Yeah, be connected with God's people. You know, hopefully on campus somewhere, but if not, definitely online. Right. But then, what are the other things you do? So we started the series with God's Word. Right. Mm. And we talked about the importance of reading the Bible. I have felt for years that we, as churches, do a disservice to people 
um, when we talk about the Bible, because all we do is tell them to read it, but we never take the time to explain how. Sure. Yeah. And um, we are not taught in seminary, which is a fancy word for preacher school. Can you imagine? <laughs> they make us all go to school together, um, where we sit around and debate about things that nobody cares about, like with theology. <laughs> but we are never taught how to actually teach people how to read the Bible. We're just taught how to teach the Bible. Right. So 52 Sundays a year, someone's teaching the Bible, but they're never saying, here's how you could actually read the Bible for your own personal walk. Right. So, you know, Justin, I thought, did a really good job in the message of laying out some some options. And he gave a few, but there's more than, you know, the ones he gave. But that was kind of our goal for starting this series. Not, let's just not tell people, hey, go read your Bible. Let's right. pray. Amen. Mm-hmm. Let's actually try to give them some practical guidance on how they can go about reading their Bible. Because mm. if they do that, they're going to stay replenished. Mm. All right. So speaking about that, you know, these different ways to study God's Word, not just reading it. So let's talk about that, Justin. What what are some different ways to study God's Word? Excuse me, to study God's Word. You mentioned a few in your message. Can we unpack that a little bit? Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people when they hear study God's Word, I I think they're like, man, I I hate reading. (laughs) I absolutely just hate reading. But what's so neat about God's Word is that, man, those uh, first several I mean it was just it was orotated. I mean it was it was spoken and they mm. they memorized it and they mm. shared it based upon word of mouth you know there's a great you can listen to the God, to God's word you know right, uh, yeah. podcast um you can uh that you, you can download the version Bible app, app. Read it, it to it'll you? read it to you there's mm. a great app called Dwell where it plays some real oh. peaceful mu- music in the background <laughs> like I mean it's it, it's pretty Dwell. Dwell Dwell yeah it's it's that's it's, cool it's pretty cool um and it's it helps they usually have somebody with a really nice British accent that'll read it to you. I mean, it's just like <laughs> that is just an unfair advantage. Yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> it sounds so those much. Of us, I, don't, I mean, <laughs> those of us who talk for a living, it, you know, it, it, everything we say would sound better if we had a cool British accent. Right, I so, agree. Uh, yeah. So maybe someone in Britain who's listening to our podcast goes, "I love your southern accents." That was really good. That was really good. Is that from Georgia? Is that from Georgia? We're gonna edit that. You shut up right now. We're gonna edit that out. <laughs> well, you know, speaking of like, you know, this dwell thing and meditating on. I don't think talk- we have any listeners in Britain anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Matt. No, I just, you know, you talked about um, yesterday meditating on scripture. So, what does that mean to meditate on God's word? How, like, how do you do that? Like, it, it you have to have dwell. That you're thinking, yeah, right, and yeah. that kind of what you're going for there. Yeah, so it's not yoga, and no, you know. no, no. It's it's not that. But but I think it's <laughs> could be contemplating words and phrases that you've taken in. You know, okay. it's a little bit more than just just reading it and getting the main idea of the text. I, I think it's going okay. So they used a strong word right here. Like, why why would they have used that? You know, mm-hmm. or really just kind of, okay, the phrasing here is kind of, kind kind of, of odd. Kind of odd. Yeah. Why is it phrased that way? Is it a language thing? Or is there a specific reason why Paul or Peter... Or why or, do they keep saying the same yeah, thing? Yeah, there's a over. word that they yeah. repeat over and over and over again. Are they trying to get something across? <laughs> I <laughs> think so. Like, like, you know, right. I, th- I think meditating it and just kind of thinking about it, you know, yeah. over and over and over again and kind of taking it in, um, you know, I, I really think that that's kind of I think when people hear, like, meditating, they think, like, it's got to be, I got to think super hard about right. this. But, like, really, it's just looking at it and kind of or, noticing and making connections. I, I, right. when, I, when I hear meditate, I always think 
Master Splinter from Ninja oh, Turtles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a great point. Or, right. or yeah. uh, Karate Kid, you know. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No. Oh. I could have swore I saw Mr. Miyagi at that conference I was at last week. He probably was. No. He's, he's no longer with us. He's no longer with us. We don't, yeah. well, it definitely it, it wasn't would, him. It would like the Star Wars thing where he's kind of like It looked like him, and I wanted to say something, but I was like, you can't do that. No, you can't. Good call. Good call. I made a good decision. I didn't. But um, you meditated on it and was like, okay, I can't yeah, do yeah, that. That's right. <laughs> I was gonna just start yelling. Oh, never mind. Oh, down. But then I thought, you know, that won't go well. So, um, what were we talking about? Meditating. <laughs> the other thing that pops in my head, among many things, when, sure. when I think about meditating, is the ability to recall scripture when needed. Oh yeah. So you know, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything through prayer and supplication, submit your request to the Lord. Okay, that's that's helpful. Mm-hmm. So when I feel anxious. Do I counter that thought with that verse? Mm. Sure. It doesn't good. mean the anxiety goes away, but it gives me a fighting chance. It helps. Mm. You yeah. know? So the ability to recall, not, you know, maybe a verse. One of the things I liked about um, one of the messages you talked about yesterday is, is a little bit more like of a summary. Yeah. You know, yeah. so sometimes we make such a big deal about memorizing verses. Well, some people just aren't good at memorizing things. Sure. But they may be able to read, maybe it's a paragraph, maybe right. it's a, a, a chapter, and they could they could summarize like what they read. Well, they can recall that. That's mm-hmm. meditating yeah. as well. Yeah. What was the one where you summarized things? S- summary method. <laughs> there you yeah. go. Yeah. Summary summary method. Method. I was meditating yeah. sermon. Yeah. Summary. So, you know, do you know what you just read? <laughs> I've asked my kids that before. You know, right. they, they're like homework, whatever. And they're like, read, done. I'm like, can you tell me what you just read? Well, no. It just says I'm supposed to read it. I'm like, well, the point <laughs> of reading it is the ability to recall it, you know. But yeah. we do that sometimes with the Bible. It's uh-huh. like, I got my devotion. I did my quiet time. I mm-hmm. read. And, you know, 30 minutes later, what did you read this morning? Right. Yeah. So take a minute. Yeah. Summarize in your head. Say it out loud. I think that's a really helpful way to remember God's word. Yeah. You know, one of the other interesting things I think about meditation, you know, uh, scripture says that God's word is living and active. Yeah. You know, you could meditate it on one year and you, you know, on a day and you read a verse or a chapter and you meditate on that and it tells you one thing. A year later, it could be something completely different that God's word speaks to you. It's living and active. And I think that's another reason why this idea of meditating on scripture is super important. Oh, yeah. I can't tell you how many times I've heard, you know, a message taught or I've read something within Scripture and I've heard it my entire life. And then all of a sudden there's something going on within my life. It takes on new meaning for it. Yeah. takes on, yeah, yeah the, a new application for me. Do you know what I'm saying? It, right. It's one of those things where it just it speaks to my Not heart. Not that heard, God's Word ever changes, but, no, yeah. but it, it well, you, know, you look God at it from a different us. perspective, right. yeah. I think. Right. You know, right. you've grown a little bit and now you can see it in a different it, way. Right. Yeah. So I want to get really practical here. You know, we've been talking about studying God's Word, and so I want to—I want you guys to kind of give some input into this. You know, uh, someone who says, all right, I'm a new believer, I've just started, or maybe I've been a believer for a while, but I want to get back into studying God's Word, or even someone who's been studying God's Word for a long time. Let's get real practical. What are some good practices, resources? Is there a time of day that's better to study God's Word than other? Are there certain, uh, you know, you mentioned some apps that might be helpful. Is there a version of the Bible that's better than others? What What are some, I, I just want to get real practical here for folks so that they could find the best method of studying God's Word that works for them. Yeah, I think the first place, um, I would say there's the first place to start is two places. Okay. <laughs> so, um, Wait, what? Like, we need to talk about what book of the Bible okay, do, sure. do you want to start with? And what translation do you want to read? Okay. And I think that's kind of what you're asking yeah. for. So yeah, 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 yeah. We can get to all the other stuff later. 
But if you don't have those two questions answered, it's going to be really difficult to start. So let me give the folks listening out there a helpful website to help you figure out the answer to that question, crosswalk.com. Now, if you go to crosswalk.com, there's a bunch of resources there, and they're, they're probably really helpful. Over on the right-hand side, though, there's a little white uh, I think it's a rectangle. It's a white rectangle, and that's where you could type in like a scripture reference and hit mm. search, and lo and behold, it will pull up that verse. Now, the genius of it then is there's a drop-down menu where you can select whatever translation you want. Mm. So, like, it'll pull it up. You know, it may default to NIV. I sure. don't know. So you look at the verse, you look at the chapter, whatever, and now you check. I want to see what that says in New King James. I want right. to see, see what it says in New Living Translation. I want to see what it looks like in New American Standard. I want to see what it looks like in English Standard Version. The message. You know, so, yeah, the message. <laughs> it has the message on yeah, it, too. Yeah. So you can literally, like, go through, and you could read um, the same thing over and over. So, um, you know, hint, hint, I do that every week when I'm working through sermons. Mm, yeah. So one of the things I do when I'm preparing a sermon is I go to that website and I will read these passages over and over and over and over in different translations because they're going to each give a kind of a nuance to the passage. And then I choose the passage that I'm going to you know teach out of. But that that habit was cultivated not from preaching sermons. That was cultivated just mm. from my own time with mm. God's Word. So it can really, you know, help bring like a passage to light. So if you're having challenges figuring out what translation, you know, I want to use, and let me just give like a real quick explanation of translations. Sure. Um, the the New American Standard Version, in my opinion, is the best word-for-word -word translation. So it's translating it to the best of our English language's ability, word-for-word -word Hebrew to English in the Old Testament, word-for-word -word Greek to English, sometimes Aramaic to English, but mostly Greek to English in the New Testament. So the New American Standard, sometimes people will call it the NASB because it used to be called the New American Standard Bible. So they uh, kind of like, you know, call it that. NASB. So um, <laughs> New King James and ESV are pretty similar, but I think the New American Standard gets it better. Mm. The NIV, the New International Version, is kind of a, a step away from that. It is not a word-for-word -word translation. It's more of an ex. It's more of a translation from explanation. Okay. So what does this word mean? And then let's translate the English word to that. So when you read the New International Version, it's pretty close to a word-for-word -word translation, but it's not, which is why it reads a little easier. Right. It's a little less clunky. Nine times out of ten, when you see verses pop up on the screen, when any of us teach, it's from the new. Uh, it's from the NIV right. for yeah. that reason. Okay. If you want to step one degree further, the New Living Translation, yeah. I would say, uh, would be the next step. And the New Living Translation is a translation of the meaning of the verses. They build in an explanation into the translation. Gotcha. Okay? Which is why if you read a verse in the New American Standard and then you read a verse in the New Living Translation, they don't look anything alike at all. Yeah. The New Living Translation is trying to build in an understanding and an explanation into the actual passage. So sometimes I'll use the New Living Translation, but most of the time I don't because it can create some confusion. Sure. If somebody is really hanging on to every word in a verse, mm -hmm. you wouldn't want to be doing that with the New Living Translation. Right, right. But the New Living Translation is a great version of the <coughs> Bible for kids to read. So when I buy Bibles for my boys, I'm buying them New Living Translation right? because it will actually help them continue to read. That's the version of the Bible I started reading when I was 12 and read it all the way through college. And what it did is it built an understanding of God's Word into my life. And then later, I started doing more of the studying, like yeah. the Greek word study and the Hebrew sure. word study sure. and all these mm -hmm. different kind of things. 
but you need to land on a translation that fits you in the season of life you're in and that you'll actually read. And that is the big answer. You know, people ask me all that. And I teach Bible classes online for two different Christian universities. So I get this from students. I get sure. this from people in our church. What translation of the Bible should I read? And I always tell them, the one that you'll read. <laughs> so, you know, the one that you'll read. You know, so um, and if you find one that you'll read, that's the one to stick with. Okay. Sure. So I know that was a long answer. But again, we just tell people read the Bible and we don't give them any kind of context. Now, as right. far as the book, let's go around the table. If you were to tell somebody, like, what book should they start with if reading God's Word is not a habit in their life, mm. like, what book will you recommend? Because there's no wrong answer. Sure. But the more believers you ask, it kind of gives you, like, some different, you know, different insights. So, Justin, yeah. we'll start with you. What book would you say? Um, I, you know, I would uh, I would send people to Ephesians. Okay. That's probably mm-hmm. what I would send them to. Why? Why? Because I think it does a great job on the front end really laying out the gospel. It's very clear. Um, you know, it, it's it's not very muddy. You know, it, it just kind of, it really does. It starts you out, I think, with, with what's really important if you're wanting to know, like, specific things. That's you know good. what I'm saying? It's, it's, yeah. it's less narrative. Mm-hmm. It's very directional. Do, do you know what I'm saying? Um, and But I'm not a story guy either. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Right. I, I'm, I, right. I like, let's get to the point. So, yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. I'm thinking... I, Justin doesn't listen to our podcast, by the way, because we never just get to the point. <laughs> right. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I, I really like, yeah, I think Ephesians is pretty one. good, too. Yeah. Um, I, I do think Ephesians, I like what you said, but, but, you know, for me, like, I really like, I mean, if I don't have anything to read, I'm reading Psalms. I'm reading through mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, it, it helps me kind of meditate and, and uh, start my day off right. So, you know, there's a lot of things you can read out of Psalms that you can connect with today. Like, David was really honest right. in some of his prayers and stuff like that. So it kind of teaches you how to pray too. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, Leviticus. No. Uh, <laughs> if if I usually I send someone to Revelations, John, that's what he was uh, say. the book of John, just because, you know, it, it kind of lays out the life of Jesus yeah. and explains all yeah. that and then and then leads right into Acts uh, and then right into Romans. So I, I kinda I, you know I think it's it's a it's a good little three book set there that really lays out the life of Christ, yeah. how the church was started, and then a lot of our theology, you know, I, yeah. behind yeah, it. Yeah, I like so. that too. Yeah, yeah, John's got a lot of imagery in it, um, mm. you know, so I don't know if, if that's where Justin would point people, because mm-hmm. you said, I don't, you know, I like to get to the point. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Right. So, you know, John's, you know, he's Jesus is the light of the world. John right. has the most unique, uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke have a lot of the same story. That's right. John's very unique. Um I, I would probably say Mark hmm. uh, for the opposite reasons of John. I, I prefer John over Mark, but Mark, it's I, I'm pretty sure Mark was undiagnosed ADD because <laughs> like, he basically Man, I love like, that he guy. just starts he just starts his book and like Jesus doing ministry. Yeah. So you don't even know how he got here. Look look what he did. So, yeah. you know, I have my boys reading Mark sometimes because their attention span they inherited from their father. So, you know, it's quick. It's you're in and out. You know, right. I mean, yeah. I think you're so safe you, with any of the gospel. You can move yeah. through like, it. Well, Matt, you know, Matthew, you can get in some pretty long. I mean, there's three whole chapters just for one sermon. That's right. Yeah, so, yeah. so yeah, you, you want to have a. And then the other one I like to send people to is Philippians because mm. you can tell them like, hey, it's a letter. He's in jail. Things aren't going well, and yet he still has joy. Mm. But then right in the middle of the letter, we have some of the richest text on Christology, right? Yeah. Yeah. Too, where he lays out this whole amazing thing about Jesus, even though he's with equality with God, that wasn't something he considered to be. You know, right? So, wow. Okay. So you know, these are just all of the things that 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 can be helpful when you're trying to figure out. Sure. Know? Yeah. And if you're ever just like here on a Sunday, 
and you're like, I need to read the Bible better, like just stop someone in the lobby and go, hey, hey what you, are you what's your favorite book of the Bible <laughs> right, to read? You know? right. <laughs> be careful. All the, you extrovert, get all the extroverts like just got really excited. All the introverts yeah. were like, that would be terrible. <laughs> Don't ask the introverts their favorite book of the Bible. Just come ask one of us. And That's we'll, right. you know, we'll have a, good, a right. good discussion about it. But yeah, yeah you, you need to find the translation, find the book, and then you need to find the time of the day that will work for you. Mm-hmm. And you need to know thyself right. in order to choose that time. Is it the morning? Is it at lunch? Is it at night? And then just stick with it. And if you have to, you know, play around with it a little bit until you figure that sure. out, that's fine. Yeah. But, you know, most of us have a time of the day that that would go better than others. Right. And so you right. need to know that about your life. Well, I'm curious. What what will, what time of day do you read it? So for years, I was a night owl. Yeah. And then I became this thing called a parent. And so um, <laughs> that kind of flipped that. So okay. for me, if it doesn't happen super early in the morning before yeah. anybody else is awake, it's not going to happen. What about you, Justin? Yeah, it, it's it's mainly evening time. Evening? Yeah. Okay. Evening time for me. Yeah, yeah morning for me. Morning? Yeah. Oh, Got it. Definitely yeah. night. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> Might change. You need to know that. Yeah, you need to know that by yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So is there like a set amount of time? Uh, is there a set amount of like scripture verses that we need to read every single day when we're, when we're studying God's Word? I mean, a good Four Bible chapters. reading plan will help you with that. Sure. You mentioned the... Is it the version Bible app? Yeah. yeah. Bible, that yeah. has a lot of good Bible reading plans. Sure. Yeah. Um, thankfully, the folks that, you know, print Bibles now, they they do a good job of head, headers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would read, you know, one header to the next. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, there, there's no there's no wrong way to do it, but, um, you know, you need to get a little bit a day. And then I think every now and then, maybe once a month, I mean, let's be realistic, everybody's busy. You need to sit down and try to read whatever book of the Bible you're reading from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Just read the whole thing through. Um, that will also give you a different level of insight than if you're just kind of getting a little bit each day. Yeah. So that's what I mean. What'd you say? That would be my advice. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I think um, full context helps without a doubt. That's sure. You, you, get, yeah. you know, you get the big picture because when you're biting off little chunks, which little chunks daily are great, you know, like you said, there's no wrong way. But if you don't know the big picture, uh, the application becomes a little bit harder, I think, because mm. then you're, mm. you, you, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of molding it to, you know, what does this say to me versus what does this say? Yeah. Do, do you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and then yeah. answer what is, what does yeah. this have for me? Right. Yeah. Like there's, there's a process there a little bit, yeah. Um, but but yeah, full context really really helps reading through the whole you know the whole chat or the whole whole I, I say book, but meaning the the whole like book of John or sure whatever. yeah, yeah. Read through the whole yeah. Bible. <laughs> right right yeah. once a month right. read through the whole Bible the whole Bible start Boy. to finish yeah <laughs> wow all right well that that's incredible thank you guys so much for this discussion I think it's been really really helpful and one thing I'd like to point out is if if you don't have a Bible. Let us know. We'll be happy to get you a Bible, or we'll be happy to show you how to download one on your phone for free. Uh, but in e- either way, we want to help get you connected to God's Word. Uh, so shifting gears a little bit, yesterday we uh, we had baptism here at Vaughn Forest Church. We got to baptize, Woo. and we mentioned uh, that there is an upcoming night of worship and baptism mm-hmm. on its uh, Thursday, April 14th, I believe. Can we talk a little bit about what that night's going to look like? I mean, we don't have to get real specific, but just, you know, what, what are we going to be doing that night? A lot of music. A lot of music, yeah. <laughs> so Easter is April 17th. That's correct. Yeah. So put it on your calendar. We'll get really loud about Easter here in the next couple of weeks. Right. Because yeah. the date changes every year. You know? Right. So you yes. have to make sure you let everybody know when it is. <laughs> So we're going to take the Thursday before Easter, and we're going to have a night of worship and baptism. And we have been throwing around the night of worship thing for several months. In fact, we've had uh, lots of people yeah. ask us, like, when are we going to do our next sure. night of worship? And mm-hmm. um, we're, we're going to try this. We're going to see 
um, the Thursday before Easter. Have any of you guys ever been to a Monday or Monday, Monday, I mean, I'm pronouncing that correct, Thursday uh, Monday, service? Thursday, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, it's it's in some traditions, some sure. faith traditions. Um, so, you know, there's a Monday, Thursday, there's Good Friday. And so <clears> we don't follow that. But we are in Lent right now. We're in the season of Lent. We, we're not necessarily, like, beholden to the Lent calendar, but that's a big part of different faith traditions. So this isn't a Monday, Thursday service. However, we will work in some of the elements that are mm. typically um, celebrated at that type of service mm. because this is the night yeah. Jesus was arrested. Right. So this is the night that Jesus sat down to what his disciples thought celebrate the Passover feast, mm-hmm. and he transitioned that to the Lord's Supper mm. that we yeah. now observe because Jesus told us to. And so we'll talk about that biblically. It's not going to be a sermon. Don't worry. It'll be about a, <laughs> probably about a five to seven minute little devotional thought in the uh-huh. middle of the worship yeah. set. Sure. We're also going to be celebrating some baptisms that night as well. So we've already worked on um, signing people up. And so, you know, baptism doesn't just have to happen in one of our worship services on Sundays. Like, right. We, we can do it, you know, anytime. Right. Yeah. Um, and here's the thing about baptism, and I want to be really loud about this. Um, I'm, I'm not just going to yell. Um, but <laughs> we're going to get really loud about this as a church over the next month. There are a lot of you listening right now. You are followers of Jesus, but for whatever reason, you never got baptized. Mm-hmm. We don't stand in judgment. <clears throat> you know, we don't think less of you. But what I am telling you is you missed the first step of obedience. The first step of obedience after you experience salvation, biblically speaking, is baptism. And if you've never taken that step, you need to take that step. Mm -hmm. I have never talked to someone after I baptized them and and they've said, like, I did that too soon. But I have talked to a ton of people over the years I've baptized who told me, I don't know why I waited so long for that. Right. Right. It is one of those things that until you experience it, you don't understand why. Someone says, well, I don't understand why that's the first step of obedience. You haven't baptized, have you? (laughs) Right. Because once you do it, and, and this is a greater principle that all of us need to be reminded of. Biblically speaking, God does not lay it out where he allows us to understand something before we obey it. Mm. Understanding is not a prerequisite for obedience, but the way God does things is when you obey, all of a sudden you start to understand. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's why he said, don't do that, or that's why he right. said, do this. Yeah. So if you're listening and you've never been baptized, we would be honored to baptize you, to celebrate your baptism. And how much fun would this be, like at a night of worship? Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, let us know. There's multiple ways you can sign up to get baptized on the connection card, online, email one of us. Absolutely, you know, yeah. All the things. And then let's celebrate your baptism. Yeah. yeah. And um, listen, if, if, if you pulled me aside on a Sunday and you said, hey, man, you know, not a lot of people know this, but I've never been baptized. There's no embarrassment in that. Yeah. I had a friend years ago, a guy who I really, I mean, I would call him a friend. He walks with the Lord, godly, godly guy. And he did that one time. He was like, hey, man, like, I'm kind of embarrassed to tell you this, but like, I never got baptized. Wow. And I was like, well, let's go. Right. And he was like, you'll baptize me? I was like, of course I'll baptize you. And so our next baptism, we, I baptized him and it's one of my favorite memories for the last 22 years of ministry. So you know, there's no shame or embarrassment. There's no judgment. We're, right. we're not going to yeah. be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that person never got. No, we're just going to celebrate with you. Right. Yeah. yeah. We're going to celebrate with you. And uh, you know, I baptized Ansley yesterday, and um, 
Harper, who's on our team, had went out in the lobby and got a donut for her. So when when she came out of the baptistry, Harper was waiting with a donut and a towel. <laughs> that's awesome. And, uh, I was like, that's how we roll. Let like, me yeah. give you a donut. donut and a towel. And so I was talking to her dad, Josh, and I was like, yeah, you know, I worked at a church one time where after, you know, you get baptized, you change clothes. Like we had a cake. And we would like slice yeah. up the cake because yeah. it is a celebration. Yeah. It's that Can level we still party. do that? So uh, yeah, that like maybe we started idea. a new tradition. <laughs> yeah. Now when you get back, the donut tree, donuts. Yeah. Towel yeah. And donut. yeah. because the it, donut tree is coming back. It's celebration, right? right. So um, I know I talked a lot about that there, but um, man, it, it it would be awesome. And we love celebrating baptisms on Sundays. Don't get me wrong, but I think it'd be really cool if yeah. we got to do this. So we want to pack it out. Yeah. We want you to invite your friends and neighbors. You know, there's some people who may not want to come on a Sunday and listen to one of us teach, but they might come to a night of worship. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially before Easter, I before think. Before Easter. It's a great time to invite and, your friends. Um, yeah. A great way for us to prepare our hearts yeah. for going into Easter. So we really hope that you'll go ahead and block that time off. And uh, do we know what time we're starting? Have we nailed that down? 6.30. 6? 6? 6.30? Somewhere in there? Somewhere in there. Okay, somewhere in there. (laughs) We'll we'll get get a little clearer between now and then, but um, it's going to be an awesome night. That's really exciting. I'm really looking forward to that. And again, like Adam said, if you're interested in getting baptized, uh, find us on a Sunday morning. Mark it on your connection card. Email any of us, chad.bogavonforest.com, matt.collins at vonforest.com, justin.danielvonforest.com, adam.bishop at vonforest.com. We'll be happy to help arrange that for you. And my guess is that Matt and his worship team are going to have a phenomenal set of songs. Oh, you, you, it's, we're going to bring the house down. It's going to be awesome. That's going to be great. You guys always do such a great job. So giving y'all an entire evening, it's going to be great. I can't wait. (laughs) I'm excited for that. (laughs) Well, and I'm excited to continue the series Replenish over the next couple of weeks. And, uh, and obviously folks will start hearing more about the night of worship, Easter, all that as we move past spring break a little bit. Well, gentlemen, thank you for this discussion. I think Mm -hmm. it's been incredibly helpful and I I really enjoyed it. And Justin, again, what a great job you did Sunday, uh, bringing God's word about studying God's word. I I thought that was great. So on behalf of Adam Bishop, Justin Daniel, Matt Collins, and my Thank you so much for joining us, and we will catch you next time.